Lord Jesus, I pray that in this moment that You would carry us. That You would have our attention in a way where we, we hear what it is that You're doing for us. Holy Spirit, I ask for the arms of comfort to be wrapped around us. I pray that what happens in these next few moments will be pleasing in Your sight. It's in Jesus' good name I pray. Amen. So I think to a certain degree, all of us can claim that song as our own. I mean, for some, it's more obvious than others. But, but for each of us, in some way, shape, or form, we've experienced a profound sense of a sadness, a brokenness, of hurt. And for many in this room, as we approach Christmas, that's even more so evident. So why? Why is it that when we approach Christmas, sometimes we, we feel that angst in our soul? For some of us, it's easy. We can point to an exact moment, event, or person who is no longer with us. But for many of us, it's because we wrap all of our hope in this, this gift of perfect Christmas, right? And for everybody, a perfect Christmas can look different. See, somebody's with me. All right, yes. <laughs> we'll take it. The perfect Christmas can look different, can it? For some of us, it's white Christmas. You have to have a white Christmas. And if it's not a white Christmas, it ain't perfect. Or, or maybe it's you have to have a certain smell of a certain Christmas cookie being baked in your kitchen, or it's just not Christmas, or it's, a, it's seeing the coolest Christmas light displays and you have to do that, or, or maybe it's listening to your favorite happy-go-lucky Christmas songs that just soothe your soul in such a way like my personal favorite, Dominic the Donkey. What a ridiculous song. <laughs> Some of us, it's watching our, our children when they open our gifts on Christmas morning and seeing their eyes light up with joy at the bow and never touching the thing that we actually spent money on. Maybe it's watching It's a Wonderful Life or, or The Christmas Story or Elf. Maybe it's, it's the best Christmas movie of all time with probably the laziest name ever, A Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, even the mention of those things for some of you brings joy to your soul, doesn't it? Which I think is part of the reason why we tend to sprint towards Christmas. So how many of you are allowed in your home, which is a funny way to ask it, but I think it's probably the right way to ask it. How many of you are allowed in your home to play Christmas music before it's December? Raise your hand. How many of you dare play Christmas music before Thanksgiving? You heathen, raise your hand. All right, good. We know we, we okay, good, good, good. Ben, in the Taylor household, I know I'm a Grinch, but it's Christmas Day, or sorry, Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day. I'm a little, a little rough, but Thanksgiving Day, we can start listening to Christmas music. Christmas displays. I saw one in Westminster this year, Christmas display that was up in the middle of October. And there's a reason for that. There's a number of reasons for that. I mean, obviously, part of it is corporations are trying to take advantage of the, the uh, holiday spirit and the massive consumerism and materialism that we're consumed with, but Another part of it is many of us really do just try to sprint to Christmas. For a lot of us, we sprint to Christmas in an effort to escape darkness. We try to find comfort in the, the good feelings that Christmas can bring. And I know some of you are like, man, come on, Frank, it's Christmas Eve, don't talk about darkness. It's just, it's, everything's wonderful right now. It's the most wonderful time of the year, right? Man, you have to be living in a bubble to think that right now. 
I mean, even if, even if you're not familiar with the events that have occurred here at Uniontown Bible Church in the last week, even two weeks, you simply need to turn on your television when the news is on for any period of time, and what you're going to find is stories about the Zika virus again, about the tragedies and atrocities in Aleppo, ISIS threats, the raising, rising rate of depression among people in America. I mean, I could go through a list. Cancer and, and if other health problems, divorce and loneliness. I mean, there's, the, the list could go on. Darkness is real. We have to admit that. Everywhere we look, there's darkness. And so for many of us, we run to Christmas to try to avoid the darkness. Like, like a child runs to their warm and fuzzy blanket. How many of you had a warm, fuzzy blanket when you were growing up? Raise your hand. All right, so. This one is not mine. It's a visual, though. We're actually not sure whose it is. So this is yours. It was in the Lost and Found. You can have it next week. I have another service after this I need it for. But these warm, fuzzy blankets, there's something about them, isn't it? I mean, parents, you know. I mean, this thing right here is like the magical cry stopper. It's the um, incredible agent of sleep. We, we had one of our children, and I won't name them, but one of our children who literally refused to sleep without the blanket. And you know how you try to wean it away from them? I mean, we could sneak in in the middle of the night, and the kid would be like, bing, blanket! There's something about the security of the, the warm, fuzzy blanket that our children love to hold and run to. But as adults... We have our own, don't we? So what is it that you run to? Do, do you run to work? Do, do you run to gadgets and just go and tinker in your shop away from everybody? Because this is peace. This is peace. Everybody's heard this. Maybe it's an addiction with alcohol or drugs. I mean, for, for many of us, the darkness causes us to run to one of these. But what happens is we depend on this blanket. And that blanket, again, it can be a number of things. And for us, many times, it really is the perfect Christmas holiday. The kids get along wonderfully. People leave when they're supposed to leave. The food didn't burn. All is right with the world. The perfect Christmas But what happens when that doesn't occur over your Christmas season? What happens when the security blanket is taken away from you? What you realize is this blanket does you absolutely no good. The blanket can't give you real and authentic and lasting and effective peace. So what does We've been studying John chapter 1, and I'm just going to read the first 14 verses of John chapter 1 tonight. And so just listen as I read, please. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and, and He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, and without Him was made nothing that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. 
There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He, came, he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world didn't even recognize him. He came to that which his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace, full of truth. See, Jesus was in the very beginning of time. Jesus made everything. And then Jesus came to us as a baby, now in flesh appearing. And we didn't recognize him. Jesus appeared to his own. He came to save his own from the darkness. And those who were stumbling around in the darkness, even though Jesus came as the light, refused him and refused the light that he offered. And that could seem somewhat hopeless, but the truth of the matter is this, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. See, our peace isn't in one of these that can be ripped from our hands. Our peace isn't in a feeling. Our peace isn't in a circumstance that's, that's pleasurable. It, all of that can fade. Our peace is in the eternal Son of God. Our peace isn't the absence of trouble. Our peace is the presence of Jesus. His name's Emmanuel. God with us. Prince of Peace. And that's what Christmas is all about. Anybody recognize that line? That's the line from Charlie Brown's Christmas. Because that's what Christmas is all about. I mean, it's a poignant scene. I mean, it's, it's deep. It's theological. I mean, Charlie Brown, poor Charlie Brown. Chuck messed it up again, that guy. And his buddies just rode him hard. He went to pick the Christmas tree, right? Came back with this dilapidated little tree, put it on Schroeder's piano, and his buddies, I mean, they berate him. You're hopeless, Charlie Brown. That's actually said to Charlie Brown. You're hopeless. One of his other friends says, man, you've done some dumb stuff before, but, but this time you really did it. And you want to know how bad it really was? It was so bad that as the gang that hung around Charlie Brown started to laugh at him, they all are walking off the stage they're standing on. Snoopy, of all people, loses his mind in hilarious laughter. Poor Chuck is stuck standing there, and he says, man, I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anybody that knows what Christmas is really about? Guess who shows up? Linus, of all people. I mean, this dude's eight years old and still carrying one of these. And his buddies, I mean, if you follow the Peanuts um, um, cartoon, these buddies are trying to get that blanket from him. They're doing everything to try to kidnap that thing, and he's, he, he's good. He will not let go of his blanket until this unique moment. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. 
and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I know. It's been a tough year. It's been a tough week. It's a tough life. But, but there is a lesson for us, even in this classic movie. Did you see that Linus dropped it? Do you know when he dropped it? All the shepherds are sore afraid, but the angels appeared to him and said what? Fear not! And even Linus, who clings to his security blanket, is communicating something to us, even in that, which is bizarre, I know, not a sentence I ever thought I would put together. But the lesson we can learn is even there in Linus. My security does not lie in any other blanket. My peace is from none other than Emmanuel himself. God with us, the Prince of Peace, our Savior, our perfect peace has been born. And he wasn't just born to be a precious little baby. No, he was born, and no matter how dark the night, and no matter how real the pain, or or how we mess up our Christmas traditions this year, we need to remember that he was born on that Christmas night as the one who would bear our sins on the cross. Jesus Christ came to live a perfect life so that he could be the perfect sacrifice that you need for your sins. He came so that we could drop any other blanket of false security we can grasp to and instead experience security full and free. Jesus Christ came to die for you. Jesus Christ came for you so that even in your darkest times you could sing glory in the highest so that you could shout at the top of your lungs, hallelujah, because my ransom has been paid. My future is secure. For eternity, I'll be with him. Jesus Christ came for you. That's what Christmas is all about. Let's pray together. Father God, I pray for these precious people in this room who have given us their time tonight and have come to be with us and to, to, to experience some measure of Christmas with us. Father, I thank you for what's already happened in this service. God, I thank you for the precious gift you've given to us in your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we... we we may laugh, we may giggle a little when we watch Charlie Brown, but, but there's still such an object lesson there that points back to your word. The, the, the word came, and he dwelled with us, he lived with us, he, he came to be with us so that we might know you. The light came no matter how dark it was. 
And that light will never be extinguished. Lord, I pray tonight for the one here who has never put their trust in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that even in the quietness of this moment that they would ask you to forgive them of their sins and be their Savior. I pray for those here who have and who are experiencing particular darkness. Father, would you remind them of how bright your light is, how eternal it is, and how trustworthy you are. Father God, we thank you for this moment. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.